This is a production of the Gold Arrow Podcast Network. Hello, and welcome to the Gold Arrow Camp Pocketcast, a podcast for friends of Gold Arrow Camp. Throughout the year, we join you to bring your day some of what makes Gold Arrow special. Our goal is to help you have fun, make friends, and grow throughout the year, not just when you're at GAC. Since we can't get together in real life, we gather here around the virtual campfire. We have some of your favorite parts of morning assembly, like wows and joke of the day. We also have interviews with experienced campers and some of your favorite counselors. We think it's a lot of fun and we're glad you've joined us here on the podcast. This is episode 44, where we're joined by one of our longtime friends, guy who's been at camp for a long time, and the 2019 Coaches Award winner, it's Simba. Today's interview is a real treat, and I hope that you enjoy listening to it as much as I enjoyed recording it. We're joined by Simba. Now, Simba's a 14-year-old GAC veteran. He spent a lot of time as a camper, and then he was a junior counselor, and then a counselor, and he has so much wisdom to share with us. I really love his love of camp and the way he can enunciate that love. He's also the 2019 recipient of Coach's Award, which we present in honor of the late Ken Coach Baker who was Gold Arrow's director and a mentor to Sunshine and Monkey when they took over Gold Arrow. Ken was renowned for his positive attitude, and the award honors a staff member who leads their peers with that same kind of positivity. And Simba was an absolutely great choice to win that award this year. Here it is, my interview with Simba. Ah, welcome to the podcast, Simba. Simba, what's up? Hey, how's it going, Sol? I'm glad to be here. I, You know, it's going great. I'm, it's better now that we're chatting. Um, so you've been around camp for a really long time. So a lot of people know you, but some people listening to the podcast might not. So let's start off kind of, if you could tell us who you are, kind of where you're from, what you do for camp, that kind of stuff. Sure. Sure. Um, I mean, I'm Simba. I've spent three years on staff, but 14 overall, which really implies that I've been there quite a long time. <laughs> um, I'm from San Marino, California. So right next to Pasadena for those people that don't know. Um, and I started coming to camp in 2004 when I was seven years old and have managed to come as many times as possible. Yeah. That's since seven years old. I was trying to figure out cause I knew it was 14 years, but obviously some gap years. So I was trying to figure out. So 2004 is the first year you came to camp. 2004 first year. Yeah. That's a long time ago. Um, I was one of those rare nuggets back in the day. Right. So how did you end up? Like, do you have a family connection? What is it that caused your parents to send you up from Pasadena in 2004? Yeah, it's actually a really cool story. Um, we have good family friends called the Baxters um, that my grandparents knew. They were fraternity brothers down at uh, Berkeley. Hmm. Um, and generation after generation, they kept coming down to uh, Gold Arrow Camp. And so when I went to my parents as a seven-year-old boy, telling them that they needed to send me to set, uh, sleepaway camp, <laughs> um, they asked the Baxters about their camp, and they said Gold Arrow is the place to be. So on their recommendation, I ended up coming to Gold Arrow, and I did all my camping years. And then my first year as a counselor and my very first cabin as a GC, I had one of the Baxter kids when he was 11 years old. No. Yeah. So it's one of those really crazy serendipitous things so i got to be his counselor uh not for his first year but um i'd known him since he was born sure and so it's really cool to have that whole same family 
um, that brought me here, you know, help them have, you know, another generation of experience. That's so, so cool. I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. What, like 14 years is a long time and you did 11 as a camper. 11 as a camper. Yeah, a CIT. Was, I mean, uh, but yeah, basically not on staff. Like, why did you keep coming back? Um, it's funny. My first year as a seven-year-old nugget, you only spend one week and mm-hmm. I managed to get myself, uh, in the wellness center for about two straight <laughs> days. Cause I had something called the croup, which is like a pretty deep asthmatic yeah. experience. And I like, I barely remembered like that much about the actual activities. Cause I missed so many of them. But, um, all my parents told me is that when I came home, I'm like, I need to go back next year. And that's all I remember. And from then on, it's been like this traditional thing. Um, very few places make me feel as, you know, uh, warm and welcome as gold arrow. And so being there as much as possible, I think, uh, is, you know, it's, it's just the go-to for me. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I think that it speaks to something that even if you went from like seven to basically 18, like you changed a lot, but like the anchor in a lot of it was kind of camp and camp hopefully stayed fairly similar over that time. Yeah. There was this perduring um, concept of camp, one that kind of lasted even when staff, uh, you know, rolled over and other campers didn't keep coming back. But, you know, there's this, um, there's this vibe that sticks with a camp no matter what. Yeah. Um, you know, some sort of like, energy on those holy campgrounds that you know never really leaves um and it's always just so positive and always so like warm and welcoming and it really helped me feed into uh wanting to come back as a counselor and kind of you know reproduce that same feeling that i had as a kid for sure that's awesome what has changed so i mean you've been at camp is that 15 years ago yeah. The math. What has changed? Like that's that predates me. It predates a lot of people who know camp now. So what has changed since 2004? Um, I mean, I, I'm probably more surprised at how much things have stayed the same or at mm-hmm. least are similar. Like I remember having tons of international staff as my counselors back in the day and loving it. And we still have that great international presence among the counselor staff and, you know, um, lots of stuff like that. The same sort of skits. There are a lot more, uh, skits that we don't use today. <laughs> I think they weren't as run out back then as they are now. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, you were there for like the heyday of, uh, invisible bench. Oh my gosh. That. And then Gak idol and uh-huh. Gak street boys. I went through that whole phase. You well, know, but now we've got Gak's got talent. We see a lot of Gak's got talent now. So that's it's the new era of skits. Yeah. It's evolved. It's evolved. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so like you've talked a little bit about kind of how camp is kind of a steady presence and it's a place that you like to come back to a lot of kids as they get older, kind of tell us, Hey, listen, I've done it. Like I've, I've been to camp five years. I've been to camp four years. I've had enough camp. Mm -hmm. Like what advice do you have for them? Because obviously you never felt that way. And I think also like at camp, you've been a counselor for our older boys who are often in that category of kind of, well, I've done enough camp. So yeah. what kind of advice or what would you say to them in that, in that situation? 
Sure. I mean, I can draw upon my personal experience as well as my time with the oldest boys. Um, I remember my years in cabin 29 when it was 29 being mm -hmm. an oldest boy. So I spent two years there. Um, and they were the most memorable, most exciting, um, and probably like the most cherished, um, years as a camper at gold arrow, the counselors know that there's a great importance for all the kids that are about to graduate and giving them like the best last experience, the best send off possible. Um, and I know that it may seem like a little overdone to go back for a fifth, sixth, seventh year when you're 15 and high school's upon you. And a lot of stuff is, you know, um, seemingly like bombarding you, but those years I made some great friends at camp that I went to see in other parts of California. Um, I would talk to them like throughout the school year and it helped me feel a lot more confident going into high school. I think that's probably one of the most valuable things about being at camp right before you go into school, whether it's freshman year of high school or sophomore year of high school, being at that place and expressing like, I don't know, your true identity really helps you express that identity in mm -hmm. the real world as well, or at least be comfortable navigating it. So I think that's one of the most valuable things that you can have um, or that I had specifically being at camp was that it made me feel so much more confident when I wasn't at camp. Yeah. And I think and one of the things we hear a lot when we go to camp or graduation and we do paddles and we ask them kind of, you know, what did camp teach you? And a lot of what you hear from kind of those oldest campers is listen, the rest of the world is kind of pressure and it's fit in this box. And this is a place where I can be myself and I'm my best self. And I think that as we get older, that's one of those things that you start to really crave is this opportunity to be genuine. And I think that camp yep. is an environment where campers are really allowed to be their best selves. And I think that's a great reason to come back. Once you've done all the activities, great. You can wakeboard but now it becomes relational and it becomes kind of more introspective, I hope. Yeah, I think it definitely does. Um, my experience with the boys this past summer, sessions one through four, all of them managed to gain a lot of you know knowledge, but mostly just gain a lot of friendships. Um, and that can't happen on, you know, early on at camp when you're seven and eight, you can like make friends, obviously, and that helps you make other friends. But oh, yeah, at this stage, like this helps you make friends that you probably are more likely to keep. Um, and I think that's one of the most valuable things like I like these boys and this time and era where they can leave camp and then use, you know, all the technology and social media that we don't necessarily have at camp, but it builds upon those real relationships yes. that are you know, founded there. It, it, yeah. I think it allows them to maintain those relationships, which they have built in kind of the cauldron of camp, so to speak. Yeah. I think it's interesting yeah. when I read um, camper evaluations at the end of each session, one of the questions we ask is, Hey, what's a new skill you learned? And kind of the younger half of camp will tell you, oh, I learned how to ride a horse or I learned how to kneeboard. And then there's kind of a transitional period. And then when you get to the oldest kids, it's always things like, I learned how to be more honest. I learned how to make more durable friendships. I learned how to be true to myself. And I'm always like, all right, okay. That's good. I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, definitely. I think, I think those are very valuable things. Yeah. And uh, I don't think I would be as honest or as knowledgeable of a person if I wasn't there. Well, and I, I feel the same way. I, I've keep going back and I feel like it's even for me, not in a cabin, not really doing activities. 
just the atmosphere of being at camp and being in a place where people are like genuinely positive and genuinely kind and genuinely happy, like that recharges you for the rest of the year and you kind of like get slingshotted into the rest of the year. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So a lot of memories, I'm sure. What's your all time favorite camp memory? All time favorite camp memory. Oof. <laughs> Oof. That's a, that's a tough one. I'm trying to think. Um, all-time favorite camp memory. Okay. Well, I can give you one that's quite memorable as sure. a camper, and then I'll give you maybe another one as a counselor. Okay. Um, as a camper, my second year, I was so excited to be back at camp, and my parents had, as they are, you know, well-off, well-renowned travelers, went to Turkey, and I went with them. They bought a fez, a wonderful looking fez for an eight-year-old boy yes that wanted nothing more than to do a whirling dervish dance at gold arrow camp <laughs> in the sierras and so i went on to old big campfire which was just a bunch of dirt with some lights in the background for morning assembly and i died i have no idea what i actually did but i just remember there being a crazy crazy ruckus right after that and i never would have been able to do that at any other place besides gold arrow. So I remember that that was, that was a, that was a good one. <laughs> Had I known that I would have asked you to do a whirling dervish this year on new big campfire. I, you know, I don't know if these knees can take it anymore, That's but uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I almost called myself Fez as a counselor, just, just because of that memory. Oh, but... <laughs> that would have been great. <laughs> I I'm, I'm happy what I, uh, what I chose instead. No, it simply but... worked out, but Fez would have been good. I think as a counselor, it's probably those uh, those speeches on the Fourth of July that really just <laughs> get me going. They yes. just get me going, and so those those, those are those are pretty sweet. Yeah, people sometimes ask a, like, "What do you guys do for the Fourth of July?" And I'm like, "Well, you know, we celebrate at camp, and it's a big day of America." And I'm like, "And obviously, we have the Independence Day speech at morning <laughs> no assembly course. to start the day off, right?" And people sometimes look at me askance, and I think, "No, no, it's." We're doing things right, friends. <laughs> yeah, that we are. That we yes, are. Yes, we are indeed. Okay. Uh, last question before we get to the speed round. Um, you were too humble to mention at the beginning, uh, but this year you won a really prestigious award. Uh, every year at the end of camp, we honor uh, former director Ken Coach Baker with the Coaches Award, which is where we ask counselors to nominate somebody on the staff um, who's really led others and motivated them with a positive attitude, encouraging words. Um, you won. It was emotional. Uh, I thought it was really fitting. I thought it was really wonderful. What did it mean for you with kind of as much as you have invested in camp to win coaches award? I'm going to have to take a second for that one. Um, for me coming back as a counselor, my main goal was to always give kids uh, the same fantastic experience that I got when I was a camper that made me want to come back year after year after year. Um, and so any time that I felt like I was slipping and not giving any kid at that camp that experience, I would just recall um, every counselor through my years that helped me feel like I was welcome, that helped me feel excited, and just make sure that I was trying to live up to them. Um, I don't personally know much about Ken Coach Baker, um, 
but from everything that I've been told throughout the years, he seems like uh, an incredible person. And so to be mentioned within the same phrase as someone that positive yeah. and that loved um, really means a lot. Um, as a counselor, I mean, it's something that might be in the back of your head. Um, and it's not like I was striving for that award, sure. but to get that award just is, it's, it's truly incredible. Um, it, it means the world to me that people feel like I've given them something because that's all that I really wanted to do was just give off as much positivity as I can and make sure that, um, other people, uh, can love camp as much as I do. Oh, what a good answer. It was so good. I think, you know, one of the things, because we have all of the award winners hanging in the store, and I think one of the things when I go and I look at that, I think to myself, I don't think these people were trying to win. I think these people were just trying to do a really good job. And when you are successful in the environment we have where we all live and work together for 12 weeks, like people notice, like it's hard not to. And I, I think it's, you should be really proud of that. And I'm glad that um, you feel that way because I think it's a really high honor to have your peers say, this person exemplifies what we wanted to do here. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Let's wrap it up. This, <laughs> okay. Sounds we, good. We did like heavy emotion. We, we, we did some chat around the campfire there. And now it's time for the speed round. Five questions we ask absolutely everybody who comes on the podcast. Simba, okay. what's your favorite camp song? Moose song, Moose no song. doubt. Ch solid choice. Lots of people love it. Yeah. Favorite item on the salad bar? Mm, pesto, even though it's on the side of the salad bar, because I will use it for anything, including salads. <laughs> it is an absolute secret weapon on the salad bar. Favorite lip balm flavor? Ooh, uh, coconut kaibo. Ah, Yep. And finally, Simba, what's your real name? Well, oh, actually, no, we're all out of time. We'll have to have you back on the podcast. Or I guess sorry. you could go to the store. I think your real name is on the plaque. <laughs> it might just be now. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming on the podcast, Simba. All right. Thank you, Soy. I appreciate it. In a world with far too much seriousness, far too much drama, we bring you something different the joke of the cast why is it called joke of the day if it's not funny so i was talking to an old sailing instructor a man who had seen many years of sailing on the high seas before he'd come to work on our sailing dock and he was telling me about some of these crazy shipwrecks he'd seen at sea and i said you know what do you do when you see a shipwreck and he told me soy you just stand there and let it sink in. At camp, we love making friends, but we know it's harder to make friends at home. That's why we bring you this, the friendship tip of the week. Today's friendship tip is a pretty easy one, but it requires you to pay some attention. So look at your friends and see what they're working on. And when they accomplish something, don't just congratulate them, but bring other people's attention to it. So you can say, hey, look at my friend. They did this cool thing. People love it when you notice them and they love it when you show other people what they've done. It's a really easy way to build more powerful friendships. Today we're going back to one of my all-time favorite Gaxpirations from Viktor Frankl, who reminds us that our greatest freedom is the freedom to choose our attitude. 
Well, that does it. That's another episode of the Gold Arrow Camp podcast in the books. I hope you enjoyed it. I really want to thank you for listening. It means a ton that you guys are out there listening and participating in this. As always, if you have feedback, you can send it to us at wow, W-O-W at goldarrowcamp.com. Also, thanks to Simba for taking the time out of his schedule to chat with us. I really appreciate all the things he had to say about camp. I really love his origin story and his focus on campers and his love of camp. I'm Soy and I'll save a marshmallow for you.